0: This is Consumed, a podcast featuring casual conversations with eaters, drinkers, thinkers, and makers around California's Central Coast and beyond. I'm Jamie Lewis, and this is my 10th season, which means I've done 100 episodes. Let's celebrate, shall we? I want to start by saying thank you to a couple sponsors. First, I'm always grateful for Ranchos de Anaveros wines in the Santa Maria Valley. Did you ever see the movie Somme? Remember the young blonde guy who eventually became a master sommelier? His name is Ian Cobble, and he recently had this to say about James Oniveros' Native 9 2013 Pinot Noir. This wine left an indelible impression on me, renewing my faith in California Pinot Noir's ability to age. Had I tasted it blind, I might have easily mistaken it for a polished and much more expensive Moray Saint Denis wine from a Premier Cru vineyard. The 2013 native 9 from James Onoveros' Heritage Vineyard overlooking the Santa Maria Valley is a wine any Burgundy producer would be proud to have made. This is high, high praise, my friends. Taste Ranchos de Onaveros wines yourself at the station in Los Alamos or learn more at ranchosdeonoveros.com. Thanks also to Slow Life Magazine, the publication that delights in sharing the spirit of San Luis Obispo, California. I'm considering writing about Hawaiian food restaurants for my next food column in the magazine, like Shave Ice at Big Al's in Avila Beach, Hawaiian Plate Lunches at Red Dirt Coffee House in Arroyo Grande, and Span Musubi at Kilo Kilo Brewing in Paso Robles. Wanna learn more? Pick up Slow Life on newsstands at Boo Boo Records and Barnes & Noble, or subscribe at slowlifemagazine.com. By day, Carter Hiyama is a filmmaker and commercial photographer for his production company, Dotsu Films, and his wife, Veronica Hiyama, works in marketing for hospitality properties. But when COVID hit and lockdown kept them inside, this young Santa Barbara couple decided to start a creative agency, just the two of them called Sunday Cereal, which develops brands and assets for members of the food and wine industry. Some of the folks they've worked with include Amsam Bettina Pizzeria, Municipal Winemakers, and Makesmith. Carter also made a widely loved film for Bell's Restaurant in Los Alamos about a day in the life of restaurant owners Greg and Daisy Ryan. I've included that short film on the Hiyama's episode notes at letsgetconsumed.com. Together, Carter and Veronica run fairly epic photo shoots out of their kitchen and tiny office on nights and weekends. They clearly have something pretty special with Sunday cereal and I wanted to capture it in its infancy. Here are Carter and Veronica Hiyama. So, Carter and Veronica, were sitting in your living room, sitting on the floor, <laughs> checking out Felix's Elix's leg, your cat. Um, and I am so stoked that you let me come because You have something pretty special going on. Um, I know you as Sunday Cereal. Where does that name come from?
1: I think in a most basic answer, it just comes from our love of Sundays and cereal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So we started Sunday Cereal in the middle of the pandemic because I had been working from home and we've been sharing Carter's office so um we were just cooking a lot and we had you know been posting on our instagram a lot of all of the food that we've been cooking and so we were like maybe we should create a separate profile to highlight all of these things that we've been doing and so then all of our friends that are interested in that can just follow one thing we don't have to subject all of our followers to all of our <laughs> yeah, food totally all the time exactly. <laughs> you know um And so we were thinking of, like, a name for it. And we had always kind of wanted to have a creative agency somewhere down the line. And so we were like, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe this can be the name for that. And so that's kind of how it evolved. Um, And so we just sat on the couch, this couch, you know, one day. And we were drinking a bottle of Pet Nat. And we were just kind of going through all these names. Um, It predominantly started on Instagram. Because finding an Instagram handle is honestly the hardest thing is it getting
0: hard yeah it's like everything yes. is taken. <laughs> really it's been so long since i had to do that i don't think i ever thought about yeah.
1: that um and so we were at first we were trying to find something meaningful and then at one point we were like well we could just pick a name and we'll like
2: make it develop work.
1: it mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: you can pick like a random thing that you like and just make it what it is but even then a lot of that stuff was taken
1: i know we yeah. were like at banana or like at whatever, you know, we, we were just like th- banana. I love trying it. to like think of something that would stick. Cause we could again, develop the brand as we, as we wanted. And so, um, at some point in the night I was just like, Oh, what about like Sunday cereal? I love ice cream. You love cereal. It's such a nostalgic kind of vibe to it, you know, like eating cereal on like, like a, a Sunday
2: week- morning, weekend watching cartoons morning. or something.
1: Yeah. Um, and so it kind of ended up having that dual name and it happened to be available. So There you go.
0: Well, so in terms of starting a creative agency, what is, I mean, you are handling, I mean, I know in your day job, you are doing a lot of marketing for tourism properties, hospitality. Um, So is that pretty much what you do for you guys? I'm actually, hold on a second. I'm getting ahead of myself because the fact that you started it in the pandemic, I think says a lot about the nature of this thing that you built. It sounds like it was sort of like a, well, we'll just kind of do this thing. It was happenstance, even though it looks fully baked on you know, yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> it was just an idea, right?
2: Yeah, it was yeah. just a side thing for us to post pictures with the idea of in the future that we could do more larger projects and branding and things like that. And um, I mean, it still is a side thing mm-hmm. right now. Like when we work on it, a lot of the times on the weekends or at night because she'll work in the office and then come home and then I'll stop working on the video editing stuff and then we'll sit down and talk about whatever project we have going on but with that being said I mean it's pretty limited time so we only juggle maybe one or two projects at a time otherwise it just gets too much
0: yeah yeah well so did you when you met did you both already love food wine all of that
1: Oh gosh, no. Uh, so we met when we were 19. Oh, <laughs> yeah. babies! Yeah, we were freshmen in college, um, so we met at UCSB, mm-hmm. I think literally our first year, yeah, we lived month. Freshman year,
2: we lived in the same yeah, dorm. Yeah, we lived in
1: the same dorm, so very young. So we really didn't, I mean, we weren't into food at all, we didn't have money to be into food, you know, let alone wine <laughs> yeah right. um and so
2: yeah that's something that definitely developed over our relationship especially for me and the love of food mm-hmm. and like obviously I was kind of into food but never cooking and stuff actually I was just telling Veronica recently senior of high school my great aunt that you used to lived with taught me how to cook chicken for the first <laughs> yeah, time I know yeah. I was like I grew yes. up
1: loving to cook and so I actually grew up cooking and earlier age um just helping my parents because they love cooking and so to hear carter say that he first cooked chicken when he was 18 like that was one of the first things he cooked i was just my mind was blown
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i didn't i don't think i cooked chicken until i was maybe even older than 18. it's just a thing that you know we don't all in america we don't always hand down you know our traditions to our kids the way that like in italy or france or whatever um so yeah, it's possible to be an American and have just developed a love for food, you know, like oh, yesterday yeah. Yeah, and yeah. be
2: fully passionate. Yeah, so even yeah I used to be pretty picky too. Yeah. I didn't eat salad and like barely any vegetables and stuff. And then as we started dating in college, like it clicked and I started eating everything.
1: Yeah, we'd have like our Friday date nights and like I think one time we went to dinner and I was like, oh, we should order this like shrimp salad and kind um, of tried it and fell in love and that's I know it was just started. down the street
2: at Brophy's it was like one of our first dates it was like a yeah. shrimp bluey salad or something <laughs> I don't know it blew my mind I was like didn't know salad could taste this good <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah what do you think changed was it also looking through Veronica's eyes as you guys have you know your relationship develops maybe you start tasting things that you I had never had access to or even I thinking mean, about it as a thing
2: growing up Like vegetables my mom just heated up like frozen veggies like she didn't really make I wouldn't say like gourmet cuisine so I want to blame like part of it on that but I mean I had vegetables at restaurants and stuff but I just always like if it was green I just didn't want it yeah but I don't know what changed maybe just different access or exposure to different things
1: I feel like even my palate has changed growing up like I didn't like pickles or like mustard when I was younger and now I just I love pickles yeah um Anything vinegary? Same. Great. So, I mean, that could be part of that. Just your palate changed.
0: Yeah. I do think there's something about relationships, though. I really do. I think there's something about, like, if you've had access to it, and I don't mean access, like, a, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the fact yeah, that yeah. you grew up thinking about it, that yeah, you were like with people who thought in about that, it. Food in that
1: perspective. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's totally right, too, because. We weren't just eating, you know, we were having this experience. It was a date. So yeah. it was like a fun thing to do as opposed to just like sitting down and eating for nourishment. It was mm-hmm. definitely, you know, something something more than that. Yeah. So.
0: Right, for pleasure. Yeah. So when you went to UCSB, did you know what you wanted to study? And, did, and was it the thing you wound up with a degree for? No. <laughs> <laughs> it never is. What
2: did you get into UCSB? I uh, As
1: a social major, I was a sociology oh. major. Well, Which it is- sounds
2: like you had it way more figured out than me. Yes, but I, got I stuck in, to it. I stuck yeah, to it. Yeah, I got in it. undeclared, and I didn't figure it out until junior year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: It worked out, though. And what was it that you made? Film and media. Okay.
2: Yeah. Which makes sense. Did
0: you already love that before you came in?
2: Um, I definitely, like, never had the intention the whole time that I was going to do that. I mean, I think I thought it would be interesting, but I never really had, like, a solid plan. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't until senior year that I really, I started filming a lot of skateboarding that way. I mean, I always did growing up, but I started filming a lot more, and then I was thinking about, potentially, I could do this for businesses and things like that. Um, I mean, I didn't actually start freelancing until three years after we graduated, but I think I always had that in mind, that I wanted to.
0: Let me, I don't want you to say what year you were born but let me ask you did you have a cell phone I'm thinking of you know taking a photo with a cell phone were you doing that as a kid
2: I mean filming skating and stuff growing up I want to say we started with like a little Sony Handycam okay they use like the little like mini disc mm-hmm. um, things you in such a pain here. there we go um,
0: <laughs> I wanted him to
2: do it yeah. I didn't want to
0: have the aging
2: that's about like where it was at I think we skipped i skipped over a little bit over the mini dv tapes mm-hmm. um those were still around we filmed a little bit with those but it was like i guess we're on the cusp of digital being a lot more accessible yeah so we started there it wasn't until later on i remember filming a lot of things on iphones like we do now mm-hmm. yeah i don't know
1: but a lot of skating i don't think people know that a lot well, of people know that about you so
0: in the little bit of I'm not a great researcher, but in the little bit of research I did, so I saw the film that you made for Bells. Oh, yeah. So there's a feel to that that is very, very similar to a lot of the skate films that we love. The, there is a, there's a vibe to it that's not dissimilar. So I could see where that would be where you were coming from.
2: That's funny, because I think the initial meeting that I had with Greg and Daisy to talk about the video we had talked about it being kind of like a skate video. See? (laughs) Except without the fisheye. No (laughs) fisheye. As far as the format goes, I guess. I mean, it's sort of like a day in the life, but it has like little montages with like, almost as if the actions of them in the kitchen or the dishes are like the tricks, I guess, you could call it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we started talking about music and just how heavily influenced in music I was by skate videos and stuff. Um, we actually ended up going with this artist from Long Beach. I just had done a video for Made West Brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a friend that makes music down at Long Beach. And I hit him up to see if he'd use some of his music for it. And he said, yeah.
0: I looked up his name, but I don't remember it. What's his name?
2: I think it's it Alexander, like William, William Alexander, Alexander or something Yeah, yeah like that, that sounds right. Yeah, But
0: it's great. It's like this lush, you know, it's perfect for setting the stage for something like what they do at Bell's. And the way that you filmed it also is very personal. We're looking at, you know, their little boy is in the kitchen with them. There's people like horsing around and then there's people doing it really seriously and presenting to guests. And it's just, it's not a typical, it's not a typical like promotional film at all. It's like looking in a, um, like a family notebook almost, you know, or scrapbook, I mean.
2: Yeah, because I remember, the one thing I remember when I was filming editing that I remember Greg talking about was, he was like, I don't really care about showing the food that much. Yeah. Um, he's like, I just want people to know what it feels like to come in mm-hmm. to capture the vibe. So that's why there's a lot of that, like Henry sitting at the bar eating pasta, because that's like a normal sight <laughs> to see, yeah. or like Daisy's mm-hmm. dad hanging out inside. or. Yeah.
1: Um, or, like, at the end of the night, they're, like, walking out the back door with, right. like, Henry. Because that's, you know, that's how it is when you have a kid and own a restaurant, mm-hmm. that presence.
0: Yeah, when they're closing up.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: How did you two meet? How did you and Greg meet? Or how did he find out about you? or
2: So I met them because I was filming for the Santa Barbara Independent. Um, Bells had won an award called Worth the Drive, I think. So... I went up there and I took some clips of their dishes for that. Um, I think I had mentioned to Greg that I'd love to make a video for them. But I think we had only been in one time before that. Um, But I was just getting familiar with them and um, I mentioned it and he said he was interested and we set up a meeting. Mm -hmm. And then that's really, I think, what kickstarted a lot of the food stuff for me. Mm -hmm. Because before that, I didn't really shoot photos at all. It was just for fun. I was only doing video at the time. Okay. Um, I
0: thought it was the other way around. I think, and I think it's the other way around for a lot of folks, right? They start with...
2: Photo, yeah, photos are just always fun. And then I started shooting some of that for bells and the food photos. And then people started seeing that. And more and more people started asking me to shoot photos. And that's a lot of what I post now, even though it's about 50-50. I do a lot of video work not only just food, it's all over different types of commercial work.
0: That's crazy, though. How does a person get started doing film? That's such a competitive industry. But looking at your list of clients, it looks pretty fleshed out, which is nice. (laughs)
2: I'm glad that you feel that way.
0: (laughs) I'm not looking at your, your accountant's books, but yeah, it looks great.
2: It's funny because I almost felt the opposite with when I first started seeing that photo was very competitive. It was like, there's so many photographers everywhere. Mm-hmm. And here in Santa Barbara, I mean, there's a handful of videographers, I'd say. Most of them, everything that you look at, like on Yelp and on Google, it's all wedding videography. Right. And yes. I've assisted in a lot of that in college as a second shooter and stuff, and knew that I did not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, plus it's just a saturated market. So I didn't try to get into that. I actually thought real estate would be like my main like bread and butter, oh, really? um, and learned that that was even kind of difficult to get into. I did a little bit of it, and I was helping out a couple of the guys here in town that do real estate videography. They're like the main people, but
0: it's funny weddings and real estate, like Santa Barbara these are the you know yeah, there's, there's a like lot two of both of those huge things. industries here, yeah mm-hmm.
2: but I'm glad I've been able to make food work because it's like the one that I most enjoy mm-hmm. and they got lucky enough to get enough work for that, for it to become kind of, like, my niche, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And the style of it, um, do you know Alex Lau, who does a lot of shots for
2: Yeah, he bon was, a- yeah, for Bon Appetit.
0: His cut, I mean, I see similarities in the, like, vibrancy of the color and, like, not shying away from shadows and that mm-hmm. kind of
2: thing. That's funny because uh, <laughs> I think Kim, our friend from Ventura, told me, I showed her a photo that I shot. She's like, "This is very Alex Lau," and I was like, "Who's that?"
0: See, oh my and I didn't gosh, even know. And they I'm looked, and I was like,
2: "Oh, I love his stuff. His I stuff's mean, great." It, yeah. Oh
1: yeah, so good. Yeah,
0: he did a big spread for I can't remember which um, burrito shop up in the Mission in San Francisco, but it was like they gave him like ten pages, and it was the portraits, everything's so gritty looking and yet so appealing at the same time, such bright, like lots of flash. And mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, I love that style for sure. So when you work together, I mean, first of all, who are your clients, the two of you, since COVID? You know, who are these brand, brand spanking new clients that you're
2: working with? I'll let you start. I mean, <laughs> well, so even though I do a lot of photo and video work for food stuff for myself, when it's Veronica and I, then it's Sunday cereal. and I mean, yeah, which has been kind of project, tricky,
1: like deciding that sometimes. Uh, yeah. So because yeah, I it really just comes down to whether job.
2: yeah you're available yeah. and so interested. To, if I'm there, to work then it's it. Sunday
1: cereal. But if it just happens to be Carter showing up, then it's Datsu Films. That's mm-hmm. really what dictates it. Yeah, <laughs> but our clients, I think it started with Revolver. Yeah, our client started off with Revolver, which was a pizza shop, a local pizza place that opened up in town last year mm-hmm. um and nick the owner is a friend of ours and so he initially approached carter um to do some photos i believe right mm-hmm. and then carter was like oh well you know this could be a fun project for us like what if we helped you with your branding and your collateral and all of that because that's partially what i do for work is some graphic mm-hmm. design thrown into the marketing it's it's a small group and so it's very hands-on yeah <laughs> Um, and so Carter approached me and asked if I wanted to work on that kind of stuff because that, again, we had wanted to create a creative agency in the future. And so this is our chance to just test it out. Um, mm-hmm. and so it started off with that. And then from there we were like, well, if we're going to work on this project and anybody asks Nick who, you know, designed his stuff, we need to look like we're a real business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, of Isn't course. Isn't funny how that
0: all works? Then it's we like... were like,
1: well, now we have to have a website. Well, now we have to have a landing page. Now we need to take yeah. photos for our website. Oh, that's
2: right. Yeah, because it was just Instagram at first, right? Yeah. It was still just like the food blog. And our yes. Instagram
1: was just a food blog. And so we were like, well, you know, if people want to, if we want to really take ourselves seriously, we have to have all these things. Yeah. And so that's why it looks a lot more legitimate than it might actually be just because of that. I'm
0: cracking up. Um, yeah.
1: Um... And so from there, we, I don't know, we had like municipal winemakers, yeah you know, Potech. Yeah, we we shot one of their quarterly
2: release magazines or catalogs. People Mm -hmm. were just really
1: digging the look of our Instagram, um, just Mm -hmm. like naturally the photos I was posting. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, we'd love to partner with you. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it was trade just Mm -hmm. because we weren't, I mean, Carter's photos are amazing and he's a photographer Mm -hmm. for these, but... um, us as a duo we weren't like a hundred percent
2: yeah on our process and working sure. together and stuff so yeah.
1: yeah so um
2: first time working together right mm-hmm. yeah.
1: um and so we really wanted to just offer a trade because we weren't sure how it was gonna turn out and it's don't a you, side gig you know and it's less you love that though, about like I,
0: I don't know I've done a lot of trade yeah and I think that it's um, especially if you're in a place where your expenses aren't so crazy that, you know, you have all this overhead, if you can manage it for trade, it's such a good, mm-hmm. um, it's good for them. It's good
2: for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love working like that. Yeah.
1: Especially since our clients are all food and wine, you know? Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, since food. it's a the side gig and we, we are allowed to be pretty selective with who we work with. I mean, yeah. not only is it just food and wine or drink, I mean if their branding aligns with mm-hmm. what we do then we'll take it on otherwise I mean it's not like we need it you know
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. so we all of the clients that we've picked are clients that we really love their products already um, and we feel like our branding aligns with theirs so it's not like we have to stretch ourselves creatively and you know get, get into unfamiliar territory with lighting and mm-hmm. and all that
0: Let's take a quick detour here to talk about another consumed supporter. Slow Food Co op's mission is to empower health and well being in the community by providing quality groceries, local produce, and exceptional customer service. Slow Food Co op sources from local producers, ensuring they offer their shoppers great food and household staples. Slow Food Co op is your friendly neighborhood grocer, maintaining non GMO standards and a variety of organic selections. You can find Slow's only community owned grocery store and their website at slowfood.coop and visit the Slow Food Co op in store at 2494 Victoria Avenue in San Luis Obispo, California.
1: So, yeah, we worked with Muni, uh, Amsam, which is. Oh, um,
0: wait, Amsam. Is that a restaurant?
2: It? no it's uh oh i'm
0: thinking mm-hmm. of sama sama sorry yeah, yeah oh
2: yeah
1: also in town <laughs> um, also do you work with them
0: i have yes, yeah
1: carter has see this yeah. is
0: a small town i mean it's like <laughs> yeah somebody's worked with somebody for yes. sure
1: uh Ansem is like uh it's a sauce packet like an asian sauce company from new york so one of our friends from college he actually started working with them he spontaneously moved to new york and in, in the middle of the pandemic and so oh, wow he moved to new york and started this job with that company amsam and so they were looking for a photographer and carter's a photographer okay. and so he's like hey do you want to you know are you interested in working with us on these these shots um and because we love to cook so essentially on on that shoot it's actually a lot more involved than taking photos of a final product because it's a sauce so you're dealing They're with their packet sauces yeah we have to cook recipes yes and, yeah
2: yeah but so. not even not even that we have to we have to go buy props we have to buy tablecloths and plates right. yeah, and then so. yeah we we're ordering like different types of chopsticks and things
1: yes it's wow. a very like loud and proud asian brand and so their their style is very colorful yeah. you know and lots of hard shadows it's a little bit messy it's it's really fun. Um, we love their stuff, but yeah, it was a lot of, a lot more than just taking the photos, and so that was a really fun one to do.
0: Is that just the two of you? You're not getting a second shooter or stylist or anything? You do it? I
1: see. I love that. Yeah, so we're, that we're just in us. our kitchen. No, like, I think that's the best way. I honestly do. We're in our kitchen with all these like light stands, and I'm like trying to cook the food, but also style. You know, it. It's yeah. You haven't seen the home fun. office
2: yet, but I mean it's 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 not that large in there but we shot like almost all of it oh yeah
0: isn't that incredible i i learned from working with a photographer for a while just that you know sometimes all you need is like one square foot to pull something off so she would have one square foot of marble because that's like what we could afford and sure it's countertop you know it's just it's Mm -hmm. so there's so many amazing tricks and i don't think of it as like um fooling people. I think of it as just, it's amazing how creative you have to be to make it look like something else. I think it's fascinating.
1: Oh yeah, we've definitely used um, like an, a linen napkin as like a backdrop for something. We were like, okay, this will work. And so we just yeah, like put a plate just the plate one, on
2: there. Plate yeah, because it was just the one packet. plate and the sauce packet. Yeah,
1: it's the one plate. And so, you know, whatever we you have to do make it, to chair. make it work. Yeah, we, we've used nice. our yeah. chairs. um, so, I mean, people would never know otherwise, right? Once you're on the website and you see this little square of a photo, it looks great.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny how casually you talk about it because I have friends up in San Luis who know about what you do um, and who love it and follow it. So it's not, I mean, maybe it feels like just a tiny project to you, but it's, it's respected as something quite legit. Um, what do you have hopes to do with it? Just keep going the way you're going?
1: Uh for now, yes, but in the future it would be great for us to fully focus on on the creative agency and just do it full time. So potentially no more Datsu films, but then we get to keep Sunday Serial.
0: Right. Right.
2: So, so yeah, I feel like good. eventually Sunday Serial would absorb Datsu <laughs> films into it. Yes. I mean it would be it would be cool at one point we're we're really just creative directing mm-hmm. We're we're not even styling things or really Shooting that much ourselves, we're hire. We're we know who to hire if a client is looking for a certain look. Yeah. It's like oh, I know a photographer that shoots things just like this, and then we'll provide the direction and all that, and maybe just oversee the shoots. But I mean, this is like this would be way down the road. <laughs> yeah. But we've so, just yeah.
1: been very fortunate in having very creative friends. Mm-hmm. So we have a friend that's really good at coding a website. If a client ever wanted yeah. a custom site. Um, we know of other photographers and videographers that have their own distinct style. Um, we know of another couple in Ventura. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Will House, but no. they, they do a lot of branding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's nice to have all those connections. And essentially, we're just kind of like, we become the middleman, and people would hire us for our creative vision. And um, we just kind of delegate, Yeah, would be the ideal thing. Yeah. Um, but, for I now, feel- we love being hands-on with everything. Yes, so yes. So
0: fun. Totally. And there's a, to- it's, there's a time and place to start, you know, that way and to be scrappy and nimble and to spend your whole weekend cooking and shooting. Yeah. It's just, it's like, look at this thing we made. I'm sure it feels mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. When it comes to print, are you doing much editorial kind of stuff? Or are you sticking with marketing, branding, that sort of thing?
2: it's pretty much all just marketing branding i mean when you say editorial do you mean like us printing or us doing things for being print? hired by a magazine it hasn't happened yet
0: well there aren't many magazines left so i mean True. i'm not surprised
2: everything that i have gotten photos published in are all digital actually no just kidding because of bells i think
1: oh yes yeah, so my photo many. was
2: in esquire and mm-hmm. um There was another print magazine. I forgot what it it was now, but those made it into the physical magazine, which is really cool.
0: Did Bell's open up a lot of pockets for you with other folks?
2: Oh yeah. I feel like this comes up all the time talking to people, especially talking about like my career. Yeah, I owe owe Bell's a lot for all of that. I mean, before I was shooting just a lot of random gigs all over and like if I got the chance to do food, then it was great, you know? but it's it's pretty insane. I mean, just the fact that I've shot for Bell so frequently, it seems like people see that and they'll they'll want to just hire me based off of that fact. Yep.
0: I feel like you're offering something different than what a lot of other photographers are offering, it, certainly in this area. I was talking to Michael Palmer with McConnell's earlier, and we were laughing about how food photography in let's say like. The 80s and 90s if you go back and look at a cookbook the shots are some often very hazy looking like go back and look at a martha stewart cookbook (laughs) from the late 80s early 90s and the photography is hazy looking soft it's from an angle like this it's not top down usually um it's evolved so much it's gotten so different and also michael was saying you know there wasn't really such a thing as a food photographer. It was just a photographer who would do food. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, so we are living in a different day and age when, um, first of all, that's a thing. And second of all, everyone's a photographer, right? With their phone. And Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. um, That's me. (laughs) I know you, you totally downplayed it when I invited you to do this. You're like, I just take shots on my iPhone and that's nothing. Everybody does that.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it usually looks really great, and then I compare it to like Carter's camera photography, and I'm um, like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> not the
0: same, I guess. Not
1: the same, but still, it's still just as good. I mean, um, in terms of what you're using it for, mm-hmm. like coming from my day-to-day job, um, you know, a lot of the photography we'll end up using on social media is just from a phone, and so it works out that way. Yeah.
0: For sure. Okay, so tell me about your job. The people, you called it SEMA, I think?
1: Is that Yeah, right? so okay. I actually work for a property management company, and so um, a majority of the team works on all of our commercial mm-hmm. properties, um, but then I work for an even smaller team within that team that oversees the hospitality side, and so um, I'm the marketing director for the Lansby in San Inn, in mm-hmm. the valley, um, and then I also oversee another property up in the Willamette Valley, yeah. more wine, Yeah. Um, called The Vintages, and so that, I got that, or I was hired on pretty much right out of college, and it was originally like a social media kind of position, you know, not not a lot going on, and I honestly didn't really know what I was getting myself into, but. I've been there for five years now, and because it is a small team, they put a lot of faith into you, and Mm -hmm. um, it's allowed me to grow so much more, which is kind of how we ended up with Sunday Cereal, because even though I'm the marketing director, um, I do a lot of graphic design. I design all of our e-blasts, oversee our social media, um, write copy, work on photo shoots, and you know, pretty much everything
2: You pretty much do all the marketing things that I don't know how to do. Yes, so that's kind of how it balances balances
1: out because Sunday Cereal really is just a combination of those talents, you know, like whatever Carter isn't working on, that's kind of like where I fill in and that's what makes us such a great duo. Yeah, (laughs)
0: it's true though. You like make things happen and you get to do your, you know, what you're good at. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as far as different cameras go, what are you using for something like the Omsom shoot?
2: Actually, well, like I said, I started out doing all video stuff, and then right. when like Greg started asking me to shoot photos, mm-hmm. I would just shoot with what I had. So a lot of the stuff I shoot is on Panasonic. Okay. So I have a GH5, which is very video oriented. Mm-hmm. The photos are fine, I mean, I'm not like shooting things for billboards or anything like that so for most of the times it's fine Um, lately I've been switching over to Sony slowly I should have went with Sony in the beginning because I have a cousin that works there and he gave me a discount on all the stuff I don't know why I didn't do that (laughs) but um, right now I only own one Sony lens I've been borrowing a body from one of my friends and um, I'm testing it out see how it goes but
0: It's funny that I asked you, because I don't have a clue what you're talking (laughs)
2: about. (laughs) That'll mean
0: something to someone. It'll mean something to someone, exactly. Yeah. Well, I know that that's... um, Photography, filming, it all takes so much capital. It's such an expensive thing right out the gate to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Especially
2: video, because it's not even just the camera. You're buying different kinds of lights, then you have audio equipment, and stands and all these things i mean i guess photo you have lights and that stuff too but um photos so nice because i can just roll up to the shoot with one or two lights and a couple stands in the camera and that's it but video it's like i have a whole wagon full of stuff yeah yeah Yeah, it's so much yeah um i mean i love it but photo sometimes it's nice just having less
0: Mm -hmm. are you working on anything right now with anyone doing any films for anyone that we would know
2: I'm doing a little restaurant video with Caruso's right now. I was actually just edit, editing that before you came over here. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm juggling a few projects, but I always forget because there's so many.
1: You've done some stuff for Orbit Baby.
2: Oh, yeah. So our friends down in Ventura do marketing for a few different high-end baby companies. Mm-hmm. So they started with Orbit Baby, which are these like pretty fancy baby strollers. Yeah. Um, so we're doing some promo marketing stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're friends with another group, I guess, that own Petunia Pickle Bottom, which is oh, a diaper yeah. bag company. Oh, yeah. No, I know it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I
0: obviously. had babies at one time. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, Moby Baby Wraps. Yeah. And the Little Baby, the Baby Carriers. So that's awesome. It seems like outside of food, I work <laughs> babies. With, with babies. And that's is about that it. that right? Yeah, that's, I actually have a shoot tomorrow for Orbit Baby doing some how-to stuff, but... Um, I mean, it's like everyone on the shoots are friends and stuff, so it's a lot of yeah. fun. It's pretty crazy how big those companies are, because, I mean, actually, I don't know if I'm even allowed to mention who they collaborated with, but it collaborated with a pretty massive company. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Omsom, too. We started with OmTom and then they collaborated with Disney, and... Um, and then now you're working with Disney, basically, right?
1: Yeah, we're like yeah, one, like one Chris, step away yeah, from
2: yes. Disney. And Pepper um, Teagan. Pepper
1: Teagan. Chrissy Teigen's mom, they, they did a collab recently. Um, she liked one of our Sunday cereal photos and I was so excited. <laughs> that is huge. I, I was like, can I frame this somehow, <laughs> you know, just like Pepper Tye liked your photo. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like a little one degree of separation from some really cool brands.
0: Really cool, yes. This is in no way similar, but at one time I was being considered for, I, I was being recruited to be a ghostwriter for a really, really famous Food Network star. And um, they asked me to put together, you know, a little, like they gave me a prompt, I think. What would you serve at the holidays? Something like that. And I had to write this whole thing. And of course I like bled over it. You know, I'm working so hard because I thought corporate money, awesome. And um, they didn't end up going with me but I know that she read my stuff on a flight, and I just like to picture somebody
1: yeah, reading it at
0: 30,000 feet. That's
1: so exciting. And clearly
0: not loving it because she didn't <laughs> go with me. But anyway, yeah, that's always exciting for sure. Okay, so as far as food goes for just the two of you, you have this very cute, bright kitchen. What do you guys like to cook?
2: Oh man, Uh, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, even cooking some Filipino food. Mm -hmm. Attempting to cook
1: some Filipino food. Um, So I'm Filipino, but my parents don't write down recipes. Yeah. You know, as as with um, you know traditions and stuff, they just you know you just kind of throw things together. You know what it's supposed to taste like. You have a vague understanding of how much of each thing goes in it, and so I've just been kind of feeling my way through through that. Um,
2: yeah, they have a very natural style of cooking.
1: Yeah, like my which, cookbook, the cookbook cook is my too. dad. Like I'll call him when I'm at the store and I'm like, hi, dad, what goes into this? And he's like, oh, it, it includes like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I'm like, well, is that like, can I get a more solid answer? Is it like one potato? Or are we talking like two potatoes? Right. <laughs> and so I like to call it more of an a- attempt just because they're, we're still kind of feeling it out.
0: But I like the ear.
1: Learning it. You yeah. Know, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very important for me to be able to like to learn those flavors just because otherwise all of our cookbooks are predominantly Italian or French or mm-hmm. you know, American food. Um, so I value learning to cook the same food that I, I've eaten growing up. But we cook a lot of Japanese food. Katsu.
2: A lot of fried stuff. I know. Katsu. <laughs> I do a lot of frying.
1: We cook a lot of pasta. I love pasta because I can just pretty much throw in whatever's in, in the fridge, yeah. you know, as long as you have some good olive oil and cheese. Pretty yeah. Much anything can go into it.
2: Yeah, we made pizza last week. Well, I made it the dough. It was like a double proof. It was like eight-hour proof and then a two-hour or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like pan pizzas that were pretty it. good.
0: Do you ever make grandma-style pizza? Have you heard about that?
2: Mm-mm. You
0: uh, You pack it into, I think it's either a nine by 13 casserole dish or Hmm. you or maybe it's into a a big like a cookie sheet baking pan but there's a ton of dough it's almost like a deep dish
2: there's like a focaccia
0: sort of kind of of, yeah but it's actually it's more like a casserole to be honest (laughs) Hmm. it's a casserole that has pizza dough at the bottom and um i don't know why it's called grandma style but it is it's it's like more like lasagna
1: is Delicious. what it tastes like. It's amazing. Sounds amazing, yeah. Pizza and lasagna, and essentially in one one dish. I know.
2: Where do you get pizza here? Oh, Bettina, Bettina. usually. Okay.
1: Tina's our go-to. Yeah. I do love revolver too. So those are probably our two go-tos. Mm-hmm. And are you guys eating out a lot? Yes. See, I'm looking
0: at these yeah. two young people, <laughs> no kids, and I'm <laughs> fantasizing about what it used to be like <laughs> to be able to just like and you live in the funk zone I mean it's yeah so
1: it's very tempting because we will just go you know walk to walk to State Street walk down State Street kind of wander and pick a restaurant well that was kind of before COVID because now reservations are
0: yeah
1: pretty necessary less wandering but plenty of dining out yeah yeah so we do a lot of that it's fun
0: super fun do you guys pair wine with stuff at home I mean is wine a thing for you
1: Uh,
2: oh yeah
0: i thought it was
2: (laughs) yeah yeah you haven't seen the office that's there's the wine fridge and the wine rack and all that stuff is in there um it's an
1: office slash wine cellar amateur wine cellar.
2: yeah (laughs) i mean starting the pandemic i started getting a lot more into wine before it was it was mostly beer and like you liked wine more and i I would drink it and it was kind of like it was like oh this is red this is white you know (laughs) Um, then I started really nerding out on it on like the different varietals and like what makes them taste different in the climate and all that type of stuff. And then we started buying more wine. then I started shooting for some wineries and, and especially in the pandemic, we did some stuff for trade where it's like, oh, here's a case and stuff. So then it was just piling up.
1: Yeah. It's not a bad problem to have.
0: No. And you can, for sure, it's endless geeking out.
1: Oh yeah. There's, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn about wine. Um, so Especially living in Santa Barbara Wine Country, we're surrounded by so much good stuff, yeah. um, and so it's always fun to go tasting and explore all the different varietals and even you know within so the same vineyards but like different producers. Yeah. it just varies so much.
0: Yeah, and every year it's a whole new set. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> love that.
1: Well, let me ask you. I um,
0: Ask everybody, you know, if it were your last day on earth. You've loved your life, it's been so great, you want to celebrate with a meal, what would it be and what would you drink with it and who would you be with?
1: I think you already know my answer. You yeah, actually they're, guessed they're it. Yeah, they're
2: the same answers. The
1: newlywed game, did you, did yes. you not tell each other? Uh, no, but um, we were talking about this recently and Carter already knew the answer for mine before I even got, got a chance to tell him. But yeah. you can answer for me. Yeah, what is
2: it? Oysters, fried chicken. Lots of champagne, ice cream.
1: <laughs> that's a lot of stuff.
2: Main things, caviar.
1: Yeah, that's what I was just thinking of. Yeah, nice. potato chips, caviar. Maybe some waffles.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, I think that, that's about it. Yeah.
2: It's definitely what I would call like a hedonistic meal.
1: <laughs> so you guys are into, I mean, yeah,
0: oysters. For a guy who'd learned how to cook chicken when he was 18 years old, I mean, if we're jumping to oysters and caviar, yeah, you've, you've made strides.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. I like to think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Clearly, we'd be sharing this meal together. Except maybe
2: like a really good plate of chili verde and rice and beans. Yeah. That's always a soft spot. And your family. I'm talking about having them. there. I don't usually or put words
0: in people's <laughs> mouths oh, like having, that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh
1: yes, it would be a massive party with all that. stuff. I'm surprised you didn't out. say
2: just there. having your family's Filipino barbecue or. There's so much. Every I feel time really we I'm go, need over. an extra
1: day. <laughs> on earth
2: yeah they end up just serving so much food like there's no such thing as lunch and dinner it's just constant the whole day food coming out of the kitchen being
1: Filipino it's just my parents are constantly cooking Mm. which Carter has learned recently so lots of eating
0: yeah what's in a Filipino barbecue what makes it different like what makes it Filipino barbecue
1: I'd say that it's just it's sweeter sometimes there's banana ketchup involved I don't know if you heard of banana ketchup Um, it's ketchup made from bananas.
0: Does it taste like bananas?
1: It does not taste like bananas, and it's actually very a very vibrant red color. Mm -hmm. So it looks like. Didn't we look it up? They add food coloring, right, to make it red. Yeah. Coloring, but it's um it's sweet. It's a little bit tangy, and so it goes really well on barbecue because it kind of caramelizes. You know, Mm -hmm. when you cook it from all the sugar Mm -hmm. that's in it. Um, it's almost like a teriyaki, but not quite but that sweet and tangy yeah 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 so it's a it's very delicious um you'd eat it with some rice and tomatoes Mm -hmm. it's just very comforting it's
2: usually pork right and it's on a stick it's almost like yakitori
1: yes
0: yeah yeah i have to check that out can you get filipino food here no No, like i can't think of a single storefront
2: that does that you know I think there's one Filipino restaurant in Santa Maria yeah, that we okay. saw. We haven't been, but I've also never been to a Filipino restaurant. I've only had <laughs> her parents home cooking, right. which, I mean, I guess I'm not really missing out Mm-mm. on anything else. So
0: It doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Well, you guys, thanks for letting me come over, talk about food, talk about film and client work and all of the stuff that we all do to make, well, to make ends meet, but also to have a good time.
1: Yeah, this has been our pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah
0: thank you for listening to consumed it means a lot to see how the podcast has grown in 100 episodes and it's all thanks to you listeners the podcast is edited by me this time around because chris lambert is amazing and busy with other very important stuff but he's still forever part of the consumed family if you enjoyed this episode please rate and review and share with all your buddies okay until next time i'm jamie lewis